Okay, so uh, so we are up to now letter four. If you're following in the Rabbi Elias's version, it's page fifty-five, and uh, and in the last letter, in letter three, of Hirsch really laid down the basic outlook for for how to view the world. Right before uh, before before we look at man, how do we view the world? What's the perspective that the Torah through the Maya Sebrachus is coming to tell is coming to show us? And, and the world that Rav Hirsch laid out is, is a world where everything was created by Hashem, which is obvious. But it's not just that everything, but each thing in its individual details, each thing with its own characteristics, each thing is put in the specific place with the specific traits that are meant for it to, to fulfill its mission. And what is the mission of everything in the world? The mission of everything in the world is to be a servant of Hashem and to do what Hashem wants. And what it basically the world is, is an interactive world where everything in the world receives in order to give, right? Everything adds to the world, to the ecosystem of the world, right? Every force of nature is what holds our world together. The forces of physics, biology, things are growing, right? There's the circle of life, right? You have, uh, you, know, uh, the, the, you, know, uh, you know, you have things, the seeds fall to the ground, they have trees, they grow, they give back to the ground, giving and taking, everything takes, right? Every, every animal eats something from this world and then gives something, right? Either it becomes food, right? Whatever it is, right? Every, every, every mineral, every element, Every piece of wood, every rock is listening, is, is doing the Rasan Hashem through its existence. And it's part of this broad world of, uh, of uh, I thought maybe you were still here. Oh, Naki texted me, I used to know. Of being part of this, of this beautiful ecosystem of, uh, of, being a, of, of not only taking from the world, but also giving and contributing and being a part of this world. And the two traits that I've heard mentioned, and we'll, we'll focus on them more today and then again in more detail later, are the ideas of love and justice, right? Everything in the world, when we talk about love, right? Everything in the world is giving, right? Everything in the world is, 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 is a force of good, of, of, but also there's a force of nature, right? Everything has limits, right? Every, every creation in the world is limited by something, right? right? It's, it's a, every energy has its limitations. Every animal, every plant, every piece of wood has its physical limitations, right? So within those limitations, there's a tremendous amount of, of outpouring, of contribution, of doing, of being. But then, of course, there are limits. And so, and that's the world all around us. Even if there'd be no human beings in the world, we would look at the world and we would see this incredible ecosystem, an incredible circle of life, an incredible system where just everything is just interconnected, right? And there are so many species that are like that where, where you see it like Mephorosh, right? Interconnected and animals live inside other animals and, and, and plants rely on animals and animals rely on plants and everything relies on wind and on energy and on the sun and on water, right? It all comes together and has this just incredible system of, of, of interconnectivity. And that's the key here. Okay, so this is a world, again, independent of man, this is a world that we would all see. So now the question is, what about man, right? So you have six days of creation, we have an entire world, and that's what we see. Now, fourth letter, man, what is he in this God-filled world among this throng of God's creatures, this chorus of God's servants, right? Well, so what is man, right? We, have, we, know, we know what everything else in the world, we see what it is. What is, what is the purpose of the human being? Even if the Torah were silent on this point, would the very side of creation, would not the very side of creation reveal it to you, your own conscious tell it to you, right? Let's say there's no Torah. You look at a world and you see there's this giant, beautiful system, right? There's a beautiful ecosystem here, right? And now you're a human being. Well, I'm in this world, so obviously I'm, I'm part of this system, right? Is not man too a divine creation? Should he not also be enlisted in his service? Your body, every fiber was formed by him, arranged by him, endowed by him with strength. Your mind, a veritable universe of forces and God's creation in every, is God's creation in every detail, right? So your body, everything was created by, just like, 
we, we look at every plant and animal, just like we look at everything in the world created by Hashem, everything about you, every one of your physical abilities, every aspect of your mind, the human mind, who can fathom the greatness of the human mind, every aspect, every single thing in your human mind, right? all your ability to logic and to thinking and to knowing and to processing, that's all Hashem, your personality, right? your nefesh, this divine spark, invisible like Hashem, weaving and working in this little universe, controlling body and mind, and possessing the power to make use of the entire world for its purpose, is itself an emanation of deity, right? The Pasuk Aniyev, it's a chelik alikami mouth. Right, so you have, you have the human being, you have, his, you have his, uh, his mind, you have his personality, the nefesh, that's what's, that's what's controlling it, right? The life force of a human being is controlling everything, right? He calls it, he says, uh, he says this divine spark, invisible like God, weaving and working in this little universe. A human being is like a little universe. It's controlling the body and mind and possessing the power to make use of the entire world for its purpose. Is itself, again, Hashem created your personality. Hashem gave you that power. The human being is the most powerful uh, creation, right? The human being has complete control over the entire, right? The cosmos where we're, you know, we can we harness nuclear energy, we can fly to the moon. That's all from Hashem. So learn to respect your sanctity as a creature of God. And in the sight of heaven and earth and the entire host of divine servants, call yourself in joyous somebody by the name that expresses and consecrates your mission, a servant of God. So everything in this world was created by Hashem and is put in this world to be part of this world. And a human being is the same thing. Every aspect of a human being was created by Hashem and you're put into this world to be a servant of Hashem. Since everything, small or large, constitutes a God-given force meant to function purposefully, Right? by given means in its appointed place and its assigned environment and compliance with its laws. Right? Everything we said, as we said last letter, everything in the world was given very specific traits to be in a very specific place to do a very specific job as part of this universe. Taking only in order to give. Right? That's, that's, that's the whole system. Could it be that man alone is excluded from the circle of life, is born only to take, to indulge or to endure, but not to function productively? Right? Everything in the world is meant to, is, is, is participates in this beautiful tapestry of the universe. And you tell me that a human being is different? The human being is just, uh, he's there, the, the world is his buffet, and he's not, he's not giving, right? he's only taking? Not to fill a post, but to be his own be-all and end-all? Is it conceivable that everything is to be of service in the world, of service to Hashem, and only man is to be self-serving throughout? Right? No, surely not. Your own inner awareness tells you and the Torah states that man's purpose is to be Selam Elikim, a likeness of Hashem. Right? Now we'll get, we'll get to that right now. But again, just to, just to build a case. Everything in the world is part of this world. In other words, we, we all recognize purpose in the world. Right? There's uh, a mill used to, I think today's my mill is Yartzeh, right? There's someone texting or maybe it was yesterday. Right? This idea of plan and purpose. Right? Plan and purpose. Right? Everything in the world there's a purpose, there's a tafkid, right? You look at, you know, Ravilla used to always talk about the seeds, and the, right? You know, we'll see now, you know, those, the, those seeds are flying to the ground and they have those little propellers that we used to use them to stick on our nose, right? He says that's meant to carry the seed far, right? And even the idea of fruit, the seed is in the fruit. People eat the fruit, the animals take the fruit, they bring it back, and then the seeds get planted, right? Everything is, everything is in the world, not only to be in its own existence. No one looks, no one looks at, the, at water and says, what's the purpose of water? It's, uh, I don't know, just to be water, right? No, it's the, the water is there to provide nourishment to life, right? You may, life can't live, exist without water, right? No one looks at apples and says, oh, the purpose of the apples is to eat sunlight and, and, and energy from the earth. No, it's to eat sunlight and energy and then to produce fruit. That's the, that's the purpose, right? Everything is taking, but it's also producing, right? Nothing is there for itself, right? Animals don't exist for itself. The animals is not the purpose, right? Animals, there's everything in this world is here for the animals. Animals are eating and they're partaking, but they're also part of this ecosystem, right? Animals, right? They, they're what keeps the world going. They, right? They, they control, you know, the, uh, the spiders are controlling the mosquitoes in the farms, right? And the cats are eating. 
everything is there, it gets from the world, right, to exist, right, the world is its home and it needs the world, it takes, but it's there for a larger purpose, it's giving. Human beings are the same thing, and human beings are the greatest of creations, we're the most powerful, we have a mind which is un- unparalleled in, in, in the world, right, we have this tremendous mind and our ability to think and produce, but what's the purpose? The purpose is just to be for ourselves, right, we're just like, just to eat and, 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 and that's, that's all thing, like a tree, like that's the purpose? Of course not. We're meant to give. We're meant to be also back part of this world. Right? We're meant to just, just like everything takes in order to give, we're taking in order to give. That's the purpose. Why, why, why can't we be at the top of the pyramid? Everything's meant for us. Everything's giving towards us, which means an, foods are given to animals, animals are given to humans, and humans at the top. So who said we have to give that to the people underneath us? So, well, 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 again, and, and there are maybe some people that, that the view have such a perception. But Refers is saying that, that, first of all, the universe is so big and diverse that, that that's what human beings... I mean, if it's just to provide for human beings, we could cut out like 95% of the universe, right? The Torah is giving us a giant perspective of the whole world and putting our place in it exactly to tell us not like that, right? In other words, that, of course, we're the pinnacle of creation and we're the purpose and we'll explain... We'll explain how that works, but just the setting of a human being. The setting of a human being is to be a creation of the world. Otherwise, like, what's the purpose of everything? Like, what do we need this, the tremendous diversity that human beings never see, right? The creation's at the bottom of the ocean and deep outer space and a constantly evolving universe. What, what is it? Like, what's the, right? What, what's, what's the whole universe for? What? Well, we'll, we'll, we'll get to exactly how that works, Lamaisa. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that in a second. I mean, that's going to be more like when we get to the specific of the mitzvahs. But in other words, it's he's that's exactly his point. In other words, the Torah is giving us a perspective by starting with Boratius and telling us to look. And the Torah is constantly telling us to look around at the world. It's in order to recognize our place within it that we are, you know, we're a higher, we're a higher being, right? We're, we're but we're ultimately we are part of this world, and just like everything. You know, and, and we'll, see, we'll come together a little bit more. But, uh, but right? He says, you're to be a Tselem Elikim. What does that mean? The purpose is to be Tselem Elikim. You are to be more than everything else. You are to exist for everything else. You can know Hashem only through His acts of love and justice. And in turn, you too are called upon to act with justice and love. Not merely to indulge or endure. So this is a very important point. Tselem Elikim, Rav Hirsch writes in Chumash, right? The idea of Tselem Elikim, what does that mean? Right? Hashem has complete, what is the mark of Hashem? What is the identity? Hashem is complete freedom. Hashem can do whatever He wants. Complete Ratzin, right? There's nothing that He can't do. He wants, right? That's, that's Rabbi Hashem. He has complete, created a world, Yeshim Ayin. He has complete freedom. Tselem Elikim means that human beings were endowed with that same free will. Human beings alone can go ahead and actually and, and could, could, we don't look at, an, let's, say, let's say you have a, you know, a, you know, a, a, an animal, a chimpanzee, a steals from another chimpanzee, and then the alpha male goes ahead and, and I don't know, shoots the chimpanzee or grabs food away from him, right? We don't say that that's justice, right? There's no, that's not justice, that's animals just acting on, on the laws of nature that Hashem created for them, right? Human beings, when human beings do that, we call that justice, right? When, we, right, when someone commits murder and we, and we punish him, that's justice, right? Why is that justice? Right? Animals have kind of a similar thing, right? Because that's not justice, because there's no free will. Human beings were endowed. Selim Kim means that Hashem puts you on this world just like Hashem is to the universe, human beings are to the universe, right? We are meant to, right? Hashem, everything in the world we spoke about, love and justice, right? Creation is love, and there are limits to those. Human beings are meant to be the kind of God, the, the mini-God, Kaviyachal, right? Um, uh, you know, so to speak, on this world. And we are, and then there's, again, there's a Pesachim in Tanakh, right? We are to be, just like the Rebbein Shalom, you know, uh, acts with love and justice, so to we in this world act, right? We're not here just to indulge and endure. Everything is like to be, human beings even more so. 
everything bestowed upon you, mind, body, fellow man, material goods, other creatures, every talent, every power, are all means to action. La'avda u shamra to further and to save everything. Right? This is the, the when Hashem put when Hashem put Adam and Gan Eden, it says la'avda u shamra, right? To work it and to preserve it. La'avda to work it, to cultivate, that's the love. U shamra and to preserve, to protect, to, 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 to place limits. Now refers in Chumish it's not clear what else was given to Adam. All we know is La'avdul Shamra and what's contained in La'avdul Shamra. Right? The Midrashim already talk about this, Chazal. And the first she says it's, it's mysterious. The Torah doesn't really give us that many specifics. But just the basic idea of, of a person put in this world, and this is your answer, right? La'avdul Shamra. We're put into this world to serve, to serve the garden, to be Ivan, and also Shamra to preserve, right? This is love and justice. With love and with justice. The earth was not created as a gift to you. You have been, you have been given to the earth to treat it with respectful consideration as God's earth and everything on it as God's creation, as your fellow creature to be respected, loved, and helped to attain its purpose according to Hashem's will. To this end, your mind is able to form the right image of all that exists. Right? Right? So Hashem gives a, a human being a mind, right? And what's the purpose of the mind? In order to be able to ascertain things, to look at things, to, 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 to be able to recognize the purpose of things. And then human beings can now go ahead and, and, and do based on that information. To this end, your heartstrings vibrate sympathetically with every cry of distress sounding anywhere in creation. Right? Human beings, why do we have empathy? Why do we care? Right? Human beings, we, we care about everything. Right? I was, I was, I was, there was a video on uh, like a science channel that I, 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 uh, I'm on. Some manatees that were harmed during some um, hurricane, and they're fun. they were being nursed back for two years in like some aquarium, and they're nursing them, and then they're going to let them back into the wild. How many millions of dollars it cost to save five manatees from a hurricane? Right? Human beings are given. Hashem gave us sympathy. Hashem gave us what? Yeah, it's a little much, probably, right? Again, well, it's, it's cost-benefit, you know? Um, right? What Hashem, Hashem created us with that, the concept, right? The, the natural traits of a human being, of sympathy, of empathy, right? These are all meant in order to be able to, to, to now use this to go ahead and make the world a better place. And with every glad sound uttered by a joyful creature, right? And to this end, you are happy when the flower blossoms and sad when it wilts, right? We, we, we're happy when we, when, we, when we behold nature. We're happy when the world is thriving. Hashem created human beings with this drive in order to then go ahead and allow us to use those traits in order to be la'abdol shamra. Now again, this is obviously very, very flowery and very, very kind of global. We'll get more specific when we get, you know, as we move along. But just the idea... The idea, again, and, and, and in this way, like, you know, people refer to Rav Hirsch as like the humanist, this was, humanism was a very big thing then, right? And the and globalist, and like he had a much broader perspective on, on the purpose of man and Klai Yisrael. Like he looked at the whole world, wasn't, you know, and we'll see as we get through history exactly where Klai Yisrael came in, right? This is every man. This is not Avram Avinu, this is Adam Arishan. This is, right? And we'll, and we'll see how history kind of progressed. But the basic idea that the purpose of man is to be that, that Selim Elikim on this world. Hashem created a world, and then Hashem put man on this world to help further his aim. And man and only man could go ahead and bring the world to a greater perfection. Hashem wants, right? Hashem wants, you know, animals taken care of. Hashem wants plant, plants cultivated. Hashem wants a world that's built up. But Hashem didn't create a New York City. Hashem created man and he gave him that ability to build and to create, but to do so with love and with justice. There's going to be limitations. A man can't just do anything. And even with love, there's ways that he has to direct his love. But in other words, participation in this world Right is 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 exactly the purpose of man. It's the purpose of man. You know, um, Rav Lapiansky. So the safer we learned, but Ben Terah for life, uh, where we finished a few months ago. So you know, he introduces this concept, which is very much Rav Hirsch. He leaves out Rav Hirsch, and I confirmed with him that you know he didn't. When you say Rav Hirsch, some people are, oh, okay, that's the term Derech Hirsch. That doesn't apply to me, right? He talked about the idea of of going to work. Right? People are going to work, and it's like. 
you know, so a guy sitting in yeshiva, he's learning Tyrus Elikim, right? So being Dabek Nebrishalim, you know, and now he's going to work. Like, he, just, the concept which we shine him talk about, and this is the idea of being Isaac be Yeshuvei Shalalim, right? Is that your Hashem wants it like Sayyiburah, Lashavas Yitzhar. Hashem created a world to be settled, to be cultivated, to be built, to thrive. Hashem wants society thriving. And he calls over the Savior, look at it, tons of Midrashim. The idea of, of being Isaac in the Yeshuvei Shalalim is a mitzvah, is essential to what, and according to Hirsch, that is the purpose of humanity. The man was put here to, to, in order to be part of that world, in order to be that, right? But there's one difference. There's one difference between man and everything else. Everything in the world really is, has that same thing, right? Every line was created for the same purpose, right? The difference is the law to which all forces submit instinctively and involuntarily. So everything in the world is serving Hashem and is being part of this beautiful world. But everything in the world does so. Instinct, right? There's no free will over here, right? It just does it because Hashem put it in his nature. This wood has no bechira, didn't decide, oh, let me be a table for Mori Shtiba, right? That's not, that's, right? It just does it because this is the nature of wood. And this is what Hashem put into the nature of wood, right? The, 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 the flowers, these beautiful flowers here that are growing outside. It wasn't like, okay, oh, let me, let me grow so uh, I, and I can blossom and show beauty to the world and produce seeds. No, it's, uh, this is what it is, right? It's just, it's natural. To this law, you too are to subordinate yourself, but consciously and of your free will, consciously and freely, this is it, right? This is, this is the essence of human beings. Everything in the world was created to be part of this beautiful world, right? To give to this world and add to this world, to cultivate it. Human beings also, human beings are the greatest and the biggest and could accomplish the most in any event, but we were also given a choice. Hashem said, you're going to do it, but you're going to choose to do it. You're going to have the ability to not do it. An animal has no ability to go against its nature. It can't exist, right? You could train it, but even training it is going within its nature, right? Like the famous story with the Rambam, whether it's true or not, right? With the, uh, when they trained the cat to be a waiter, right? And pulled out a mouse and it went running, right? You could train it. How do you train an animal? How do you train an animal? Not by giving it a muster schmooze and learning muster. You train it by hitting it or the carrot, the stick, right? You're just, you're working within their natural impulses, right? Within their, right? The first says, and it's a, a beautiful shot in the Pesukim over here, right? So it, it, in the beginning of Horatius, it talks about the Nachashe army called Chayes, right? It was the most the cunning of all the animals. The time of Isha, the Nachash tells a woman, right? Af ki Amr Elikim leseichel mikal eitzagan, right? Af ki Amr Elikim leseichel mikal eitzagan. Very interesting pesukim. Even though Hashem says, "Don't eat from all the fruits of the tree," right? The Sarashi says it means. That, that he was being mice. Hashem said, don't eat from all the fruits, right? And really, it was only the Eitzadas. And that's what Chava answers, right? No, like we can eat from the, all the trees, not from the Eitzadas. The first says, what, what, what the Nachash was saying was, Afki Amar Aleikim. Af usually means even. Even though Hashem said, even though Hashem told you, don't eat, right? Don't eat from the Eitzadas. Like, you're not going to eat from all the fruits of the tree? An animal, right? If an animal wants to do something, an animal has a rustin to do something, then that's what Hashem wants it to do. Its instinct is what Hashem, Hashem gave it that instinct, did not give it the ability to fight that instinct. That means that this is rustin Hashem, right? It's rustin Hashem. Now we don't look, we don't, we don't tend to look at this tissue box as fulfilling rustin Hashem. But this tissue box right now is, 100, is a 100% pure rustin Hashem, right? It's doing exactly what Hashem says. It has no choice. This doesn't have the choice not to, right? So if an animal sees a nice tree, right? And there's a big sign, Hashem says, don't eat from it. If an animal wants to eat from it, that means that Hashem wants it to do it. That is the Ratzon Hashem. So even if Hashem told you, you're not going to eat from all the fruits of the tree, right? If you want to do it, and then you see, you see this attitude today, right? You know, you were born this way, right? The person has a, a drive towards whatever it is, A, B, and C, right? If you want to do it, if you feel it, if it's natural to you, then Avada, this is what you have to do, right? The idea that there's something that you might want to do, and yet you don't do it, 
that an animal has no concept. An animal, right? An animal's nature is what Hashem wants. And there'd be no reason not to. There'd be zero reason. Imagine you see like, you know, a, a goldfish and you feed it your little flakes. says, you know what? I'm not going to eat it. Well, you're an idiot, right? <laughs> eat it. Like, there's, no, there's no reason in the world not to do your instinct. This is what Hashem wants. Human beings have an instinct and Hashem says, don't follow your instinct, right? There are instincts that you should follow, but Hashem could, could, could put man into the world and gives it free will and says, you know what? Don't eat from the fruits of the tree, right? And Zazak Chava, no, we, you know, we could eat from some fruits, but this one Hashem says not to. An animal has no such concept. An animal has no such concept that you shouldn't do something if you want. But the idea is because if you want to do it, this is Rasan Hashem. So even if Hashem says not to, well, obviously it can't be because why else would Hashem create with that drive if you're not supposed to do it? That's an animal. Right? This is animal ideology. This is, this is how an animal thinks. And today, the animals of the world today, this is, this, is, this is their logic, right? If there's a human instinct to do it, if you could prove it in some scientific study that people are right, this was a very big disappointment when, when they did studies that, you know, they tried to find a genetic component of Mishkav Zacher, right? They wanted to study if there's a genetic component and, and they came out that there, there isn't really one and it was like a big disappointment because if only there was a genetic component, then obviously this is what we're supposed to do, right? It's built into our DNA. It must be, it must be it's a good thing, Right? And, and how do they account for the people that are naturally inclined to murder? Right? They have a hard time, but they're, they're, working on, uh, they're working on exonerating those people, right? This is the idea of taking away free will, right? If one talks about, you know, in the, you know, in the, the last goal, so we'll be challenging the idea of free will. What does that mean? It's because you want to do it, so do it. This is how you were created. And if you believe in evolution, then that makes a lot of sense. It's like, this is what you're, this is, this, the whole idea of good and bad doesn't make sense, right? This is what you want to do. That's what tells you what's right or wrong. If you want to do it, then it's right. If you don't want to, then, then it's wrong. That's animal ideology. A human being was created with free will. You have a choice. This is man's imminent vocation, his highest privilege. All forces are arranged in service around God's throne, right? Everything around the world. These are malachim, right? What, are the, what does it say about the malachim? Their standing is concealed from them, right? It says they have wings. Their two wings are covering their feet. They have no musig of, of what they are, right? They're, they're like, and Malach, in that respect, is like an animal. They're lacking free will. He doesn't, right, doesn't, doesn't see where he's going. Their countenance is covered. They, their faces are covered. They don't see. So they don't see the purpose of their mission. They sense only the impetus to action, and they act in accordance with their assigned test. This is a Malach. A Malach's face is covered. His feet are covered. Hashem says do, and he just does. He doesn't know why, he has no choice, and that's what a malach is. A malach is this beautiful spiritual thing. A malach has no free will. A malach in that respect is like an animal, right? Okay, the Svar Makdashim talk about, uh, you know, whether there is a concept of Bechira Malachim, right? There's an interesting, uh, interesting different sources, right? We have Gemaras where like, Malachim get Malchus, right? Or, you know, they gave him Malchus because we had, we had it in Chagiga recently, right? Okay, this, uh, this, uh, these are deep concepts. But the Pesukim talk about Malachim, their face is covered, their feet are covered, right? They just go. They just go. That's a malach. That's a malach. Right? That's, uh, and that's an animal. And that's everything in this world. Is, uh, is, uh, is, uh, right? So malachim are spiritual shluchim of Hashem. And then you have the physical ones. But they have their faces covered, their feet are covered, and they just do. They just do. But you, man, your countenance is half uncovered. Right? You could see. Hey, you, you're, not, uh, you're not God. You don't see everything. You don't understand everything. But Hashem put you in this world and uncovered your face. Your place is in part revealed to you. You're able to regard and consecrate yourself as a servant of Hashem. You're able to gain an inkling of your mission as God has attuned your ear to perceive it. Right? So Hashem didn't only tell you to do stuff. Right? He actually explained it to you. He gave you perspective. He let you see the purpose. He let you see the purpose, your purpose, your purpose of the world to a limited extent. Surrounded by Hashem's servants, busily at work, and sensing in yourself, too, the impetus to act, would you not join their chorus with the joyful cry of allegiance, Nasa v'nishma, we will do and therefore listen. 
will act and in carrying out the mission will try to comprehend this intent. Right? We're going to do, we'll be like, we're going to choose to do just like Malachim do. And then we'll try and understand also. Hashem gave us the ability to understand, right? Consciously and freely, thus to be the first and preeminent in this legion of Hashem's servant. Right? By doing what Hashem wants, like everything in the world, but doing it and choosing to do it. Right? That's the key over here. Right? Your ability to choose. That's what makes you different than everyone else. That's what makes you, uh, that's what makes you man. Right, so so uh, so again, uh, this is this 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 is I mean this is Hirsch, This is this is the alpha phase. This is the alpha phase of humanity. And again, we'll uh, we'll we'll fear race again next week. But the idea of of realizing, and this is Rav Hirsch's philosophy, that we're part of a world, we're meant to give and, and partake in this beautiful world, be part of its ecosystem, to participate, to take in order to give, and to be the highest emissary, we're the most powerful, which means we have the most responsibility towards giving, towards cultivating, towards letting the thriving of our species. Obviously, as we get more practical, we'll see most of this is focused on human beings, right? It's human society, right? Every, every real, let's say, animal, for example, lives amongst their own kind, right? And most of human beings giving in this world is going to be towards other human beings, right? Well, we'll, and we'll get to, you know, a person has obligations towards non-humans also, but, uh, you know, but, 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 uh, but mostly towards human beings. But acting with love and with justice. This is Hashem. Hashem is love, right, through His creation and through His continuing creation. But there's also limits to Hashem's, right? Hashem puts a limit, Ad Khan. Human beings are acting with love. There's a lot of giving, right? But also within limits, there are things that you don't do, right? This is, you know, like Rafersh will talk about, you know, the mitzvah of Mila and Priya. Right? This is Mila is, is, is a limit, a limitation on human activity. But this Priya, which is exposing the Atara, which means that within those limits, a person should thrive. Right? It's a, it's, it's a, this is a, you know, a person has to get married. A person should be with his wife. But, you know, uh, but there are certain uh, things that, uh, that are usher with your wife. And there are obviously many women which are usher to you. Right? But, uh, but Cirrus is also usher in the Not getting married, right, is also usher. Right? The, the castrating yourself is also usher. Because within the limits, there's love, right? That's the mitzvahs of love, of participating. And then there's the limitations. So this is, uh, this is, this is, this is the purpose. And we, we, and only we, are able to choose to do it. Right? Hashem, so what he, and he's making this last point here, I just want to focus on it. Hashem gives us the free will, he also gives us the intellect to understand it. And this is very important, right? There are those that, were, that, that are like against the whole concept of philosophy and of Tamiya Mitzvahs, right? It's almost like a, a kind of like a brisker approach, which is, right? Why, why do the briskers focus so much on like diktaka Mitzvahs, right? It's like because Hashem told us to shake Lulav and Asri. That's all Hashem told us. What's the reasons behind it? What's the pshat behind it that Hashem didn't give us? So let's make sure that we're Mekayin, the mistress Lulav and Esri, right? Let's make sure there's no doubt about it. And, every, and that's why the Chumras, and that's why, right? it's because they want to, because that's, that's all Hashem told us, right? It's, that's that's the kind of the philosophy. Obviously, it's a lot deeper, and then the Briskarov was, was Mullah, Yerushimayim, and Reg, I'm not good. But Refer to saying, no, Hashem actually also allowed your mind to comprehend part of the purpose, right? Hashem, and then and Hashem revealed it to us through the Torah, through Nevi'im, through the Svarim, right? Hashem actually revealed part of His purpose, right? This is, this is Yisa Hashem Panavei Lecha, Right? This is Yar Hashem Hashem enlightened, right? Hashem, we're that Hashem, His face should be enlightened to us. What does that mean? That we should recognize and see purpose. We should realize what we're doing. We should recognize the value in what we're doing. Right? It's very, you know, it's like I give an, you know, you give an example of a, of a guy, he, he, he wakes up, right? He has no recollection of his past, doesn't know what he is, and he wakes up on a spaceship, right? He wakes up and he's you know, careening through, uh, through space, and he has no idea anything, right? And like he reads a handbook and it says, you got to do this, right? And every day you have to turn this dial and do this and steer it and fill and recharge and this and that. It's very nice, 
I mean, it's a, imagine eventually he has no idea what he's doing, right? Eventually he'll just probably just stop and who knows, right? But if you explain to him, oh, by the way, you're, you're on a mission to save planet Earth and you have to get to a certain destination and when you get there, you'll save the whole Earth because you're going to find the cure for whatever, right? All of a sudden now you're, you're instilling him with a tremendous, tremendous purpose, right? So first of all, you have the ability to choose to do it because Hashem is giving us the ability to choose and we have to choose to do it. But, the, but also Hashem gave us the ability to understand, which inspires us. So it's Nasev and Nishma, we do, but also Nishma, Hashem gives us the ability to understand, gives us the ability. And, and I mean, this is what Chasidus, this is, this, is, uh, this is Rav Hirsch, this is Kabbalah, this, I mean, this is, it's all meant to try and understand what it is that we're doing. And this is a bracha that Hashem gave us, right? Imagine how boring life would be if we just had to follow Dal Shalchanach without any recognition of purpose. Hashem is giving us purpose. We dive in Yar Hashem Panam. We want to understand that purpose. It's built into you. It's built in. Hashem is giving us free will. He has to give us purpose, right? To, to tell us that we can choose not to do stuff and then not tell us why we should do it. Well, then eventually we're going to choose not to do it because it's just really, I mean, you know, you could threaten us all day. Eventually, it just, you know, you know right? Hashem gives us that ability to understand. And that's, and that's, and that makes, I mean, that gives, that gives everything its purpose and that gives it its beauty and uh, okay that's him we'll uh, pick up next week and no fair eyes all right sorry i went a little long